Lee Markowitz, Field Log, October 23rd. My colleague Jeremy Decker and I, after cleverly discovering and then escaping from a 15-foot pit, are now making our way deeper into the Pyramid of Nijeriket. Our working theory is that this chamber is the final resting place of his wife, Queen Hederfernepti. I twisted my ankle in the fall, and we're both experiencing some mild psychoactive effects from a local tea we consumed, but you know what? I feel great. We hate Robert now, remember? You don't need to record an audio log. Oh yeah. Also, you're talking into a box of Kleenex. <laughs> oh yeah. Miss Markowitz and I are almost at the back of the antechamber. With each step, the carvings on the walls are becoming more and more intricate. I think we're on the right path. Still just a box of Kleenex. I know, but it seemed fun. It is fun! I sure hope there's a secret exit back here and we're not trapped in this pyramid forever and die. I hope that too. Look, look! Is that a sarcophagus? It is. Don't touch it. It could be trapped. There could be, like, what is it? Uh, salt acid powder, like in the mummy. Okay, you've grown on me a lot in the last week, but you, sir, are no Brendan Fraser. Well, you're no Rachel Weiss, but here we are anyway. So, how do we check it for traps? Hmm, we could stand back and toss something at it, something light that wouldn't damage it. How about the box of Kleenex? Great, perfect. We have discovered a very fancy-looking sarcophagus, and we're about to throw a box of Kleenex at it very gently. Ah. <gasps> Did you see that? Was that some kind of, like, poison powder? I told you. Yeah, and I believed you. Gold stars for all of us. We're amazing. I know. Okay, so is it safe to open the sarcophagus now? Probably not. Let's do it anyway. <coughs> <coughs> oh my god. Oh my god. It's a mummy. We did it. We found the queen mummy. I can't believe I'm looking at Queen Hedda for Nebti. No one has seen her in 5,000 years. Bananas. And she's so sparkly. I think that's just the tea. Oh, yeah. Well, it's still cool. Becky is going to lose her mind. As soon as we get out of here, I'll call her guy at the University of Cairo. We can just tell them we're a couple of tourists who watch too many adventure movies and we got lucky and found something. Sounds believable enough. This mummy is not going to end up at Harvard. She's an Egyptian queen. She should stay in Egypt. Agreed. And uh, just to circle back to how we're getting out of here... How are we getting out of here? Oh, yeah. Found mummy. Check. Time to search for an exit. Uh, look out for any cracks in the wall, any sounds or light coming through. <laughs> Do you smell that? Sorry, that was probably me. No, no, it smells like fresh air. I hope it's not just the tea again. No, I think I smell it too. Coming from this way, right? Yeah, down this other tunnel. <gasps> sunlight! I've never been so excited to see a shaft of sunlight in my life. Ow, it's bright. How are we going to get this big rock out of the way? Is there anything we can wedge under it to pry it loose? 
Oh, what about your iPad? No way, I just bought it. Are you serious? You don't understand. It's a special edition. It cost me $20,000. It's made out of titanium and diamonds. Wait, it's made out of titanium and diamonds. Sounds harder than a rock to me. Fine, you're right. Goodbye, custom iPad. Your sacrifice will not be in vain. Yeah, yeah, shove it under the rock. <clears throat> okay, you pry up and I'll push out. One, two, three. <clears throat> we did it. We found a mummy and we lived to tell the tale. You're welcome, Becky Koppelman. Good to see you again, Haley. You missed two of our standing appointments. I was starting to worry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of fell into a dark hole for a while there. Metaphorically or literally? Both, actually. But I'm feeling much better now. Like, way better. That's good. But I would caution you against reading too much into extreme swings, even in the positive direction. In my experience, the pendulum always swings back eventually. Oh, yeah, I don't think I'm fixed or anything. In fact, I think I might be ready to talk about medication. I'm not prescribing you more codeine, Haley. No, I mean psych meds, SSRIs or whatever. I think I'm ready to try something. Is everything all right? Of course, I'm happy to have that conversation, but I'm a little concerned that you disappeared for two weeks and now you've completely changed your mind on some fundamental things. Are you familiar with the concept of mania? I'm not manic. Or, I don't know, maybe I am. But I've thought this through, and I think I'm ready to try something. Soon. Now. You sound like you're in a hurry. Yeah. I'm going to level with you. I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be at Stanford. Oh? It's a long story, but I want you to know it's not something I'm doing impulsively. It's about, like, a philosophical difference between myself and Dr. Aubrey. It's actually one of the most grown-up decisions I've ever made. Wow, I know how much your work means to you. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm not psyched about it, but I'm pretty sure it's the right thing to do. And I'm down to talk to you about all of it. Maybe we can even talk about my mom finally. Why not? But I don't know what my whole health insurance situation is going to be after I leave Stanford, so I was hoping to get some balls rolling with you. You know, while I still can. Therapy isn't something you can fast track, but... I'll do my best to get you set up for success. Now, it can be dangerous to start a new medication and then abruptly stop. Can you promise me that you won't do that? I'll do my best. I can give you some resources on health insurance options and online psychiatry services. Great. Love that for me. Can you tell me more about what led you on this journey of meaning? Sounds so big and important when you put it like that. Isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Well, I know I haven't been at the last few meetings of high standards, high stress, but my life has sort of been its own support group lately. Your roommate? What was her name? Priya? Oh, no. Priya is the most stable and self-assured person I know. I'm actually talking about Jeremy Decker. Your, I believe you've used the word nemesis? Yeah, well, now I'd say we're more like 
Colleagues of circumstance. I'm not sure what that means. It doesn't matter. The important thing is, you were right. Seeing someone else be super hard on themselves for bullshit reasons did kind of shine some light on me also being super hard on myself for also bullshit reasons. Not the verbiage I would use, but I'm glad you had that experience. Plus, I've totally kicked ass this year. I discovered a Mayan flute, an ancient mummy, a reliquary, and a sacred Buddhist tablet. Of course, sometimes I still feel like it's not enough and I'm a fraud, but facts are the facts, you know? That's great. I'd like to caution you against backsliding. When your confidence is built on external success rather than internal beliefs, it can be knocked down more easily than you think. But I don't want to detract from your progress. This is great, Haley. This is what I've been hoping for you all year. Thanks, Dr. J. I appreciate it. Please keep me informed about your decision to leave the university, all right? I'm going to go ahead and write you a prescription for sertraline. It's a good first-line antidepressant because it has fewer side effects than some other medications. Sounds good. Can I see you more than once a week between now and when I leave, just to get as therapized as possible before I go? I think that's a great idea. And if you experience anything of concern, whether physical or mental, please reach out right away. You got it. Great work, Haley. Obviously, I didn't know your mother, but if I were her, I would be proud. Thanks. That means a lot. See you in a couple days. What? Who's texting me? Oh, Becky! Just heard about the mummy. No mention of my name. Excellent work. As you can see, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> oh yeah, contain your excitement, Koppelman. You're making a scene. Ah, I'm glad it worked out, though. Professor Markowitz! Hey, Daniel. Once again, not a professor. Okay, well... And I guess now I never will be. Huh. I hadn't really sunk in yet. Sorry, I guess, but there's something important I have to tell you. Remember our conversation about colonialism? Sure. So Stanford just acquired a super-historical Muwekma Ohlone necklace. Uh... Muwekma Ohlone. The tribe whose land we're on right now. Damn. I should have known that. Sorry. It's a beaded necklace that was passed down from elder to elder for, like, hundreds of years. My aunt's on the tribal council, and she says that they thought the necklace was lost, but turns out some rich lady just had it in her private collection. Sounds about right. Well, now that rich lady died, and she donated the necklace to Stanford. The tribe put in a formal request for the necklace to be returned to us, but... Let me guess. Robert won't give it back. That part. He's totally doubled down, and now he's even throwing a party to celebrate the necklace being added to the museum's collection. <sighs> I guess I should go talk to him. Been putting it off long enough. I should just bite the bullet. What's your, like, ideal outcome here? Just the necklace being returned? Yeah, I mean, if you can convince the government to return our land, too, that'd be great, but I think we'd settle for the necklace. Isn't there some kind of formal request process? You mean like the seven written requests we've put in already? Very much like that, yes. Well, I can talk to Robert about it, but we're not exactly on the best of terms right now. I don't want to get your hopes up. Whatever, it's better than nothing. I just thought you'd want to know. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, and I actually checked out that group you told me about. High standards, high stress. Turns out it was less lame than I thought. Oh, good. I was a little surprised to not see you there. Oh, yeah, I've been pretty busy. Got trapped in a pit of sadness and then in an actual pit in the desert. 
but I'm hoping to go this week. Save me a seat, okay? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to save a seat for a professor. Again, not a professor, but I appreciate your honesty. Thanks for the heads up about the necklace. I'll see if I can pull Robert into the 21st century. (laughs) I won't hold my breath, but thanks. See you around. Later. (sighs) Okay, you can do this. You can talk to Robert. He's done a lot for you. You can't just leave without talking to him first. Just put on your grown-up pants and do the thing. You don't need a drink. You don't need a pill. Just take a deep breath and talk to him like a normal person. Ugh, I hate being a normal person. Okay, you're smart. You're strong. You got this. Coming! Hey! Well, praise the gods and pass the crumpets. Haley Markowitz has finally decided to grace us with her presence. That's fair. I deserve that. Come in. Close the door. Okay. Here we go. So, I want to start by saying I'm sorry. I don't agree with how things went down in Lumbini, but I should have just talked to you about it. Holding myself up in my apartment for two weeks was not the mature way to handle it. I'm pleased to hear you say that. But I have to admit, I'm still pretty freaked out by how that shit went down. The Ananda tablet wasn't just important to us. It was important to the monks and the people who live there. It's a really big deal that it got broken. It was a regrettable incident, to be sure. But sometimes in archaeology, incidents happen. Mistakes are made. We are not sitting around copying numbers in a spreadsheet like some sort of tedious accountant. We are in the fray. We are getting our hands dirty. It was an unfortunate outcome, but a necessary risk to keep Edward Cunningham from taking credit for the discovery. But why? I thought credit didn't matter. Oh, don't be naive, Miss Markowitz. Of course credit matters. I am Sir Robert Aubrey the preeminent archaeologist in the world. The world. I didn't get there by allowing others to take credit for my discoveries. It's why I am the head of this prestigious department. It is why I have funding to go on future expeditions. The world is not a fairy tale. There is nothing more important than credit. I mean, I can see what you're saying pragmatically, but I just don't know if I can live that way. That's not why I got into the game. Of course it's why you got into the game. Excuse me? You need the validation. You need the significance. If it wasn't for me taking a chance on you, despite all of your irrational behaviours, You would be languishing in the great meaningless moor of this country they call the Midwest, wondering if you should follow in your mother's footsteps, wondering if you should work at, I don't know, Super Target? This is starting to feel pretty personal. Of course it's personal. It is the trajectory of your life, young lady. We all must hold our nose at certain aspects of adulthood. I, for example, wish I could never interact with an undergraduate student again in my life. 
And yet, I do it. For the sake of the work. But I'm not talking about something that just annoys me. I'm talking about my moral compass. <laughs> moral compass? You're young. Your moral compass will adjust in time. What's important is that you don't make any mistakes you can't come back from. Any mistakes that could ruin your life. Like leaving the program? I hope that as you hear those words leaving your mouth, you realize just how absurd they are. I gave you an opportunity, Miss Markowitz, when no one else would. I mean, I did also get into UPenn. No one at another university would have abided your many mood swings, your unreliability, your interminable self-criticism. But I did. Do you not feel any sense of loyalty? If not to me, then to your own career? Do not make a mistake you will regret. What will become of you if you leave Stanford University? Without me, you are nothing. Did you offer my job to Jeremy Decker? I beg your pardon? You must have known I was thinking about leaving. Did you start looking for a replacement? I take umbrage at the insinuation that I would be so capricious. In any case, it doesn't even merit conversation because clearly you are staying. It's decided. It is decided, yes? I guess, yeah. I mean, you're right. I shouldn't rush into any decisions I can't come back from. That's the first intelligent thing you've said in weeks. Then since you're staying, I would require your help with a minor gala I'm throwing to celebrate a fantastic new piece entering my collection. Don't you mean the university's collection? Oh, you really must stop splitting hairs. It's becoming quite irritating. Sorry. This new piece, an Indian necklace has been hidden away in Mrs. Prance Belvedere's private collection for over 50 years. Now we can study it and display it for the world to see. Has anyone submitted a petition for it? Are you sure that Stanford's claim on it is legitimate? I had really hoped we were beyond these conversations, Haley. Sorry, you're right. If you must know, the news has rather agitated the local tribal council. I've assured them that we have the proper documentation, but they insist on creating a tempest in a teacup. I fear we are in for a most irritating bureaucratic quagmire. I will emerge triumphant, of course. I always do. But that is all the more reason for this celebratory party. We must demonstrate our authority in the matter. Once our high-level donors see the beauty and the value of the necklace, they will support me and the museum through these bothersome challenges. You will assist me with this soiree, Miss Markowitz. We must present a united front. Okay, if you say so. I do say so. And in the meantime, I have several stacks of student essays here, if you could take them off my hands. They require grading before Thursday. Okay. I am most pleased with the outcome of this conversation, Miss Markowitz. You are wise to think of your future. Thanks. You may begin planning the party post-haste. I will telephone tomorrow for an update. Do not miss my call. Okay. Well, I'll 
talk to you tomorrow then, I guess. Indeed. Please close the door behind you. You got it, sir. Yeah. Hey, Decker. I've got a favor to ask you. Another? Yeah, sorry. And this is a big one. All right, what is it? I need you to help me steal a necklace from Robert. Hi, this is Amy, the writer and producer of this podcast. You might also know me from such podcasts as Dear Earth, I'm Really Sorry and Cosmic Love. Thanks for listening to Skulls and Treasure. If you're enjoying this show and you haven't listened to Dear Earth, I'm Really Sorry, you should definitely check it out. Season two is in the works and it should be coming later this year. So instead of running ads in the mid-roll on this show, I thought I'd talk a little bit about the actual history of something mentioned in the episode. Today, our characters learn about the Mawekma Ohlone tribe, which is comprised of all the known surviving American indigenous lineages from the San Francisco Bay region. When Spanish explorers and missionaries arrived in the late 18th century, the Ohlone spoke a variety of related languages and didn't view themselves as one unified group. They were hunters, fishers, and gatherers, and were relatively stable until Spanish soldiers and missionaries arrived, with the double purpose of Christianizing the Native Americans and expanding Spanish territory. More than 90% of Ohlone died during this period, leaving less than 1,000 members left. But today, the Mawekma Ohlone tribe is not just holding on, they're seeking federal recognition, which would give them the same benefits as other Native American tribes for housing, medical care, and higher education. You can learn more and support their efforts by going to mawekma.org. This is the last episode of Skulls and Treasure. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for news about Dear Earth, I'm Really Sorry. Now, let's get back to the story. Are you sure this is a good idea? Of course it's not a good idea. It's a very, very bad idea. But I still think we should do it. I don't even mean in terms of the logistics of stealing a highly guarded necklace. I mean in terms of you keeping up the charade with Robert. You're not very good at lying. Excuse me, I am fantastic at lying. I love that shirt you're wearing. It doesn't look like Mark Zuckerberg joined the circus. See, you were obviously lying. Well, I'll do a better job with Robert. He already bought it in our meeting. It's easier than you'd think. He only hears what he wants to hear. Look, I'm doing this either way, but I would really appreciate your help. I know it horrifies both of us to our core, but we seem to work well together. Do you have a plan? How are you going to steal the necklace, and what are you going to do with it once you have it? Well, the second question is easy. I'll give it to the tribal council. The question of how I'm going to steal it, I'm not entirely sure yet. Anyone need a refill? Yeah, I'd take another IPA. I'm good, thanks. Great. I'll be right back. Thank you. So, we're throwing this obnoxious cocktail party for high-level donors to view the necklace. I was thinking it might make the most sense to do it then. I have to plan the stupid thing anyway. Might as well take advantage of it. Haley Markowitz? Planning a high-level reception? (laughs) You do need my help. Yeah, I know. That's why I called you. So... Are you in? Stealing a priceless artifact from the world's best archaeologist under the guise of planning an elegant party? (laughs) Obviously I'm in. Great. 
the party happens to be scheduled on Halloween, so I was thinking about maybe doing some kind of costume party thing. Hard pass. You think an 85-year-old millionaire named Edith is going to dress up in a Halloween costume? What, just ask her chauffeur to make a quick stop at Party City? Okay, well, I was just thinking it might be good to have some anonymity, right? Make all of our sneaking around a little easier. You could come to the party and Robert wouldn't even know you're there. Damn it. That is a good point. I hate when you make good points. We can make this work. We just have to class it up a little. Oh, a masquerade ball. We'll just call it a masquerade ball. What's our color story? Color can have a story? Please don't say rose gold. It's so played out. Honestly, Donatella Versace says one thing in Italian Vogue and suddenly every single party is rose gold this and rose gold that. Everything you just said was garbage. You know that, right? Maybe so, but it's the garbage that high-level donors who will be at this party care about. A lot. Maybe we should draw inspiration from the necklace itself. What does it look like? Um, it's made of abalone beads. So, like, iridescent? Perfect. Mother of Pearl is the new rose gold. Don't say that's garbage. This is what I'm here to help you with. You're here to help me steal from our hero and mentor. Which will be easier if we throw such a fantastic party that everyone is distracted. Fine. Where's the party taking place? Up in the Hoover Tower on the 14th floor. The Hoover Tower? The most iconic piece of architecture at Stanford? Yep. I can look over the whole beautiful campus as I kiss it all goodbye. Robert must really want to show off this necklace. Or just show off generally. So he's bringing the necklace to the party personally in a locked case. And at the end of the night, he'll bring it back to his vault. I'm thinking we keep our plan nice and simple. If we can get Robert drunk, or even just relaxed and happy about how well the party's going, maybe he'll let me bring the case back to the vault for him. Won't the case be locked? Luckily, lockpicking is a skill that Robert has been determined to teach me. All right, so you bring the case back to the vault and pick the lock, then what? Then we can swap the real necklace for a fake to keep him from finding out for as long as possible. It's Robert Aubrey. He'll realize it's a fake. Yeah, but... Maybe not soon enough to connect us to the whole thing. And honestly, once the necklace is back in his vault, I bet he won't even look at it for months. He'll already have shown it off at his party, and that's all he really cares about. This actually sounds like a halfway decent plan. The main thing I'm not sure about yet is where we're going to get a fake necklace that can fool Robert for even a little while. Where did you get that fake Mayan flute that schooled my ass in Guatemala? I hired some locals to make it for me. It's their culture. I figured they were the best equipped for the job. And before you start whining about exploitation, I paid them very well for their efforts. Well, good. I guess that means I should talk to Daniel. Maybe his family can make something for us. I hope you have the cash to pay for another forgery. I suppose I could throw 10000 at the problem. Will that work? I'll talk to Daniel, but that sounds fair to me. All right. Well, you talk to this Daniel kid. I'll take over on planning the party. Send me your vendor contacts when you get a chance. Vendor contacts? Catering, florist, live music. Yeah, I don't have any of that. Ugh, fine. I'll just have to make do. A true American hero. Come in. Hey, I need to talk to you about the necklace. Did Dr. Aubrey change his mind and decide to give it back? Well, no. We're still planning to steal it. Is that still cool with your family and the tribal council? You'll need to be careful about displaying it in public. My auntie says the important thing is that it's back home with us. Great. 
Well, you and anyone else Muwekma Ohlone should stay far away from this whole thing. If this blows up, I want it to blow up on me alone. Well, me and Decker. I do have a favor to ask, though. What kind of favor? I need a fake necklace to replace it with. Something that looks legitimate enough to fool Robert, at least temporarily. Do you know anyone who can make something like that? I can pay them, obviously. Hmm. Yeah, I I think I know someone who could help. Awesome. The party's on Halloween, so I'll need it before then. Bet. I'll text you when I have something. Probably better to just stop by my apartment. I don't want a record of any of this. All right. This is some real Ocean's Eleven shit, huh? Hopefully this time, the house doesn't win. Good evening. I'd like to check in for the archaeology soiree. Hi, that's a beautiful peacock mask. I'm so glad you could make it, Miss... Dorothy. Mrs. Dorothy Hunderjäger. And this is my husband, Charles Hunderjäger III. Say hello, dear. Ah, well, he hasn't spoken since the war. Which war? Oh, heavens, I wouldn't know. Nasty business. But we are so pleased to be here to support Dr. Aubrey's work. We are such fans of the primitive cultures. Oh, great. Pity they all went to hell, of course, for not accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Such a pity. Still, impressive crafts work. Well, you are really going to enjoy this necklace then. It's a fantastic piece. It's actually from the Mwekma Ohlone tribe. They've lived on this land for centuries. Hmm. The necklace is right over there in the glass display case, if you and your husband would like to take a look. There are also craft cocktails over in that corner, and of course, we were able to secure musicians from the San Francisco Symphony. Of course. I should make myself available to check in other guests, but we're so glad you could join us tonight to celebrate art and archaeology. Quiet, quiet. Uh, Come along, Charles. Let's get some liquor in you. Bye. Enjoy the party. Miss Markowitz. Ah, you scared me. Well, it is certainly the night for it. All Hallows' Eve. I must admit I was sceptical when you suggested a masquerade ball, but this little get-together appears to be going swimmingly. Good job. Thank you. And more than anything, I'm pleased to see you rising to the occasion. For a moment there, you had me concerned that all of the time and energy I instilled into your tutelage was a waste. But here you are, at my right hand, hosting an excellent party celebrating (laughs) my genius. I'm just glad you gave me another chance. Why would I want to be anywhere but here? Quite. Ah, more guests. Lovely. Welcome to the soiree, good sir. Uh, Don't turn around. The party is right here. Oh, I just, uh, I think I left my wallet in the car. No matter. We have people for that. I'll send someone down. Come in, enjoy yourself. That's quite a smart suit you're wearing. Where did you find it? Um, Brooks Brothers. (laughs) Brothers? (laughs) How quaint. Well, I'll let you get checks in. Uh, Do enjoy the party. Thanks. Uh, Miss Markowitz, I'll be making my remarks forthwith. After you assist this gentleman, I'll expect a microphone to be in my hand straight away. You got it, sir. It was nice to meet you. Great costume. (laughs) What are you, Batman? I am a raven. Thank you very much. 
The cleverest of the birds? I don't know. That cape and black mask are straight up serving Batman. Not to mention that delightful voice. And what does that make you? The Joker? I am obviously a jaguar. Anyway, Robert didn't seem to recognize you, so that's good. He definitely thinks I'm still drinking the Kool-Aid. I think we were right to keep your presence here a secret. It might tip him off that something's up. Where's the necklace? In the glass case over there. Robert's in a good mood, and he's had two glasses of champagne. I really hope he'll be relaxed enough to let me take the necklace at the end of the night. The whole plan kind of depends on that. When you bring him the microphone, better put another glass of champagne in his other hand. Good tip. This isn't my first rodeo. Ugh, you're the worst. But there's no time to get into it. Robert's about to give a speech. I have to get him his microphone. I have the replica necklace in my suit pocket. Let me know if you need anything else in the meantime. I will. Thanks. Good luck. Don't forget the champagne. Here you go, sir. And I thought you might enjoy another glass of bubbly. Oh, excellent. Above and beyond. Just where you should be. Hello? Uh, hello, everyone. Gather round, gather round. I want to thank you all for coming to this exquisite function this evening. Tonight, as we all know, we are here to celebrate this incredible beaded necklace. I know the late Mrs. Prance Belvedere would be so pleased to see it displayed here, high in this Tower of Enlightenment. But we are also here to celebrate this program more generally. I think we can all agree that under my capable leadership, we have indisputably become the premier archaeology department in the Western world. And really, what other world is there? <laughs> so, I thank you for your generous donations in the past, and I hope tonight's celebration has inspired you to feel a renewed vigour in your giving. Without your support, I am unable to acquire such priceless pieces as the necklace you see before you. And now, I think it's time to turn the microphone over to my assistant. Miss Markowitz, would you say a few words about the value of this department and my tutelage? Me? We are a united front, are we not? Yeah, of course. I can do a speech, no problem. <clears throat> Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming tonight. You all really took the masquerade theme and ran with it. A lot of really spiffy costumes out there. I'm a jaguar, as you can see. Mayan symbol for courage. Here's hoping it works. <sighs> um. <sighs> so, I'd like to start by asking everyone to look out the windows behind us at this beautiful campus. Careful, it's a long fall. <laughs> when I first set foot on this campus three years ago, I was a different person. I was unsure of myself. I was afraid. All I knew was that I loved archaeology. And that's what unites me and Robert and everyone in this room. We love the past. We love stories. We love people. I can honestly say it's been the most amazing privilege to learn from the best. And wherever I go and whatever I do in life, 
My time here at Stanford will be such a strong foundation. But life, like archaeology, isn't just about the past. It's about learning from the past to create the best possible future. Because the future isn't just some passive inevitability. It's something we actively build with every choice that we make. Just like the people who made that necklace. And I hope that one day someone will be studying something I did. Something that I created. Not because I want to be immortal, but because I hope that person, that future archaeologist, is looking at me and thinking, she's just like me. She was trying hard, and she didn't get everything right, but I see her humanity. I can see that we're in the same story. So, I wouldn't presume to tell you what to do with your money, but personally, I can't think of anything better than being a part of that story. Thanks for coming out tonight. Excellent speech, Miss Markowitz. I must say, I didn't realize you had it in you. Thanks. Can I get you another glass of champagne? Oh, no, I, I shouldn't think so. I'm quite in my bubbles as it is. I, I mustn't lose control of my faculties. If you're worried about bringing the necklace back to the vault, I could take care of it. You should enjoy yourself. This is your party. A considerate offer, but no need. The necklace on display here is merely a display piece. A display piece? The real necklace is locked away safe in my vault. You cannot trust these toffs to behave themselves around anything of real value. Then why did you bring it here in a locked case? One must always uphold the charade. I guess that makes sense. Well, in that case, I'm gonna go get myself another glass of champagne. While you're over there, uh, could you let the cellist know she's a quarter-note sharp? It's beginning to give me a headache. I'll do that. Change of plans. That's not the real necklace. What? The necklace in the case. It's a fake. It's a display necklace. The real piece is still locked in Robert's vault. We were about to swap out a fake for a fake. I have an idea. Meet me downstairs in 15 minutes, and in the meantime, I want you to start coughing and telling people that public speaking makes you lose your voice. Why? Just trust me. All right. But cough into your sleeve. Don't go spreading your germs everywhere. Yeah, obviously. I'm not a monster. Okay. 15 minutes. You're lucky I trust you. <coughs> I say, are you quite all right? Yeah, sorry, it's the public speaking. It makes me lose my voice. Well, take yourself into the loo, for God's sakes. You're alarming the guests. Most of them are kept alive through plasma infusions and sheer force of will. <coughs> I'll do that. <coughs> sorry. <coughs> this had better be worth it. Ale. Why is she here? Same question. Meet Haley Markowitz. Yeah, I've met her. Not her. You. What? Uh, as if I would ever be so basic. 
this is a costume party, right? And you two are about the same size. Briley will put on Haley's costume and pretend to be her for the next hour. You won't have to say anything because Haley's already established that she lost her voice. Nobody will suspect that the real Haley left the party. You said I'm getting paid overtime for this, right? Absolutely. But you can't ask any questions about what we're doing. That's fine. I literally don't care. What do you think? Haley, you on board? Sure. That's actually pretty smart. Love an alibi. Great. So just, you know, hop in the bushes and switch clothes. (laughs) The bushes? (laughs) I don't think so. Yeah, the library is like right there. No one can see you go in together. The whole point of this is to be discreet. Fine, but I'm not getting thorns in my ass. We're changing in the backseat of your Tesla. Fine. I brought a ski mask for you to wear too, just in case he has any security cameras. Fine. Then it's time to steal the- Nope. Then it's time to have some super legal fun. Whew, nice house. Pays to be the most famous archaeologist in the world. And he bought it in 1982. Can you even imagine how much it's worth right now? Hmm, looks like four bedrooms, six bath, considering the neighborhood and the lot size, I'd say 4.2, maybe 4.3 million. It was obviously a rhetorical question. So, how are we getting inside? I'm sure he has a security system. Systems within systems. I know the code to his house security system, that's no problem, but there's a whole other system guarding the vault. So, how are we planning to get past this other system if we don't know the code? It's not a code thing. It's a booby traps thing. He designed the whole system himself. I've glimpsed it through an open doorway, but I don't know what all he's got back there. I guess we just have to be careful. Well, first things first, I'll start by disarming his security system. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, passwords are not his strong suit. His email password is bloody PC. But passwords in the ancient riddle sense? I just hope we're ready. Me too. Okay, here we go. Is that a real Ming vase? Try not to knock it over. If that's what he keeps displayed out in his house, what's in the vault? Hopefully this necklace, for starters. The vault is this way, through the kitchen. There's a secret door behind the pantry. This is so bizarre. Just wait. Another passcode, just to get through the first door? Luckily, this one I know already. R-D-A Robert David Aubrey. So that's seven, three, two. I really hope he doesn't have a hidden camera back here. I don't think he does. There's no way he'd be able to set it up by himself, and he'd never trust anyone else beyond this point. But thanks to your clever costume swap, even if he does have a camera, all he's going to see is a girl in a ski mask and Batman. For the last time, I'm not Batman. I'm a raven. Whatever you say. Keep your guard up. I have no idea what kind of traps or safeguards Robert set up back here. I guess this is the first test. Do we go up the stairs on the left or down the stairs on the right? I can't imagine we wouldn't be going deeper underground, but I don't know. That could be misdirection. Ooh, look, there's little plaques. CH by the downstairs and HC by the upstairs. What the hell does that mean? CH and HC. I have no idea. Wait, there's another plaque on the floor. You're standing on it. What? 
Oh, okay. Sir Mortimer Wheeler. Oh, that was Robert's mentor. Revitalized British interest in archaeology, etc., etc. What's CH and HC? I think I have service on my phone. Maybe I can Google it. Uh, oh, Mortimer was appointed to the Order of the Companions of Honor. Companions of Honor, CH. Downstairs it is. It also says many of his specific interpretations of archaeological sites have been discredited, and he was often criticized for bullying colleagues and sexually harassing young women. What a winner. Dang it, another fork in the road? Already? I wonder what happens if we open the wrong door. My guess is something very unpleasant. The door on the right says 6,000, and the door on the left says 40,000. What does that mean? Are you standing on a plaque again? No, are you? No. Well, there must be a third plaque somewhere. Um... Oh, look! It's carved into the ceiling. I can't quite read it. Shine your flashlight up there. Kent's cave? What does that mean? It sounds familiar. Why does that sound familiar? Uh, I don't have service anymore. Probably because we're underground. Kent's cave, it sounds familiar to me too. 6,000, 40,000. 6,000, 40,000. 6,000 years? That's how old biblical scholars used to think the earth was. Right, but what's the 40,000? And what's Kent's cave? Wait, wait, I almost have it. It's, oh, yes. I learned about this in Robert's Intro to European Cultures class. Some old British archaeologist found human remains in this cave that proved that humans have been in Europe for at least 40,000 years. Right, so the 40,000 disproved the 6,000. I assume that means we go through the door on the left? It's as good of a theory as we're going to get. I'm starting to feel like I'm taking the worst pop quiz of my life. The highest stakes pop quiz, anyway. It's becoming obvious what Robert values. Other old white British archaeologists? Check. This hallway is so long. How did he even get permission from the planning department to dig this? Probably the same way you'd do it. A bribe? Bingo. Ugh, another door. Did you think it was just going to open? I don't know. It was worth a try. What do you think this lock is all about? Three dials... 31 numbers, 12 numbers, 4 numbers. Oh, we need to put in a date. Day, month, year. What's the date, though? Look, there's a Latin inscription above the door. Insipit. Begins? Or he begins? It begins? What begins? I don't know. This whole place is about Robert. Is it just his birthday? Maybe. Doesn't it seem too simple? Do you have a better idea? Not yet. Well, we don't have infinite time. We need to get back to that party before anyone notices you're gone. I'm putting in his birthday, August 16th, 1947. How do you know Robert's birthday? What, do you send him a birthday card? Don't judge me. But it's my favorite thing. Ugh. 16, 8, 1, 9, 4, 7. What's that? Wall of knives. Spinning wall of knives. Shit, I told you it wasn't his birthday. Fix it. Uh, maybe if we fix the date, it'll stop. Great. Any ideas? Insipid. It begins. Uh, uh, I, I I don't know. It begins. It begins. Hurry up. It's almost here. I'm trying. It begins. It begins. Not Robert's life. His. Oh, oh. 
16, 8, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55. 1955. Yes! <sighs> August 8th, 1955. Robert discovered a Bronze Age spearhead in his backyard on his eighth birthday, and it made him decide to be an archaeologist. It begins. Exactly. I hope we're almost there. How can Robert go through this every time he wants to use his vault? I don't think he uses it very often. And, obviously, he knows all the answers to his own riddles. Still, seems like overkill. I'm just glad that spinning wall of knives didn't overkill us. No kidding. One more door. Jesus, I hope this is the last one. How do we open it? I don't see any plaques or inscriptions or anything. There's a little indentation here. It almost looks like a coin? Let's look around for a coin. Maybe it's hidden somewhere in the hallway. Why aren't you looking? Because I know what fits there. Great. So what is it? It's a genuine Knights Templar Crusader coin. Robert gave it to me as a gift last year after I helped him discover a burial site in Syria. I thought... It was the coolest thing in the whole world. And you still wear it around your neck? Even after everything? Yes, even after everything. It was the first time I felt like I did something truly worthwhile. This coin is like my whole self-esteem minted into a single piece of metal. I know what you're thinking. Hurry up, we have to get back to the party. Stop being sentimental. That's... Not what I'm thinking. This is a big deal, Markowitz. You need to be absolutely sure you want to do this. I mean, I do want to do it. I just hadn't quite wrapped my head around what it meant to, you know, betray my mentor and everything I thought I valued. I get it. You're being weirdly cool about this. Well, yeah, obviously I'm not a monster, to quote you from a few minutes ago. Yeah, I see what you did there, thanks. If I could, though, I might suggest you think about something else you said earlier tonight. Life isn't about holding on to the past. It's about creating the best possible future. With everything you've learned about Robert in the past few weeks, do you really see yourself working for him as the best possible future? You're right. You're right. Or I'm right. We're both right. We're pretty smart when we put our heads together. It's like the real treasure was inside our skulls all along. You see what I did there? Yeah, yeah, you're very smart. Okay, enough of this. Time to take action. Here we go. What the? Holy treasure trove, Batman. It's like he's a dragon with a PhD. There must be hundreds of artifacts back here. He could start his own British museum. But they're all so dusty. Does he even go back here? And more importantly, does he even have permission to have all this? Look at this menorah. Doesn't it look an awful lot like the depictions of the lost menorah from Herod's temple in Jerusalem? And holy shit, is that a swastika on that shipping crate? Is he hiding Nazi gold? This is... I mean, what do we even... Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, this is a whole can of worms that we're going to need to talk about later. But right now, 
We're here to find the Mawekma Ohlone necklace. Do you see it anywhere? Um, there, on top of that chest of drawers. It's not even in a case or a box or anything? What the hell, Robert? Well, now's our moment. I have the replica to swap out. Are we doing this? We're doing this. Damn, Daniel, that's a good-ass replica. I'm not sure Robert's ever going to notice the difference. Especially if he never even goes back here. Okay, well, I need to get back to the party before Briley blows my cover. You'll keep the necklace safe until we can get it to Daniel's family? Absolutely. We can meet up at my office in the morning and figure it all out. There's a part of me that doesn't ever want to leave this room. Just look how much history is in here. I could spend a lifetime studying all this and still have things left to discover. One thing at a time. At least now we know it's here. Yeah. Thank you for helping me. With the necklace specifically, but also, you know. Yeah, I know. And same. All right. Bye-bye, treasure trove. We'll be back for you. Someday. Come in. Hey, no Briley today, I see? Nah, I gave her the day off. Sounds like it went well at the party. Apparently, Briley did some sort of interpretive dance number that Robert's calling a revelation. Hopefully he won't ask me for a repeat performance. But no issue swapping places again. Nope. Everyone was super drunk by the time I got back. I think most of them forgot I even existed. Perfect. I have the necklace here. In a shoebox? Excuse me, this isn't any shoebox. It's Berludi Pendante Loafers for men. Now it's a beaded pendant for traitors. You're not feeling guilty about stealing the necklace, are you? No, not really. We definitely did the right thing. It's just a lot of changes all at once, you know? Yeah. So what do you think you'll do now besides getting the necklace to Daniel? I don't know. I think I'd better stick it out with Robert for a month or two, just to keep up appearances. It won't be fun pretending to be his happy little minion, but it's worth it to make sure he doesn't get suspicious. After that, I'm not sure. Getting a PhD from Stanford and becoming an archaeology professor was sort of my whole life plan. I do have one suggestion. Yeah? What's that? Well, I've been saying from the beginning that all I want is to work with the best. And we do seem to work well together. Did you just say I'm the best? Don't make me regret this. You know, I used to think you were conceited, obnoxious, and evil. Now, I just think you're conceited and obnoxious. Is that a yes? Maybe. Will I be an actual partner? Haley Markowitz is nobody's sidekick. Full partner. We decide together what clients to take on, and we search for the artifacts together. And when we feel ready, we can figure out what we're going to do about Robert's secret hoard. Yeah, no need to rush. I think we'd better make some more friends in high places before we try to slay that dragon. Agreed. And I'm not joining a company called Decker Acquisitions. Obviously, we'll come up with a new name. Markowitz Antiquities? Relics are us. The artifacts of life. How about we workshop it later? I can't believe I'm saying this, but... This actually sounds pretty great. 
I think we're gonna kick ass. Hell yeah, we will. So you're in? We're partners? You know what? Yeah, we're partners. Oh, oh, I know what we should call the company. Duh, of course, of course that's what we should call it. What? Think about it, you'll get there. Oh, of course. Skulls and treasure. Skulls and treasure. <laughs>